0: Welcome to the Michigan Medicine News Break, your daily destination for news and stories about the future of health care. Editor's note, information on the COVID-19 crisis is constantly changing. For the latest numbers and updates, keep checking the CDC's website at cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus. For the most up-to-date information from Michigan Medicine, visit our website at uofmhealth.org forward slash coronavirus. Today, why the relationship between kids and the spread of COVID remains unclear. As schools prepare for fall, a small study suggests that young children may carry coronavirus at high levels, but that doesn't prove they're contagious. As schools around the country consider reopening with in-person or virtual classes for fall, one important question remains unanswered, the role of children in spreading COVID-19. Kids are not immune to the novel coronavirus, but a small number are getting infected and with milder symptoms. And while children are often known to be, quote, super spreaders of respiratory germs, they haven't seemed to be major transmitters of SARS-CoV-2. But recent research raises new questions around these theories, with one study finding that infected children carry at least the same amount of coronavirus in their noses and throats as infected adults. Experts caution that the study is small with limitations and doesn't mean that children are likely To pass the virus to others. Allison Tribble, MD, a pediatric infectious diseases specialist at Michigan Medicine C.S. Mott Children's Hospital, answers some of the top questions. What follows is a series of questions and answers. Question one What does the recent study about children and COVID 19 find? Triple answers. Researchers evaluated RNA, the genetic blueprint of the virus, in nasal swabs taken from 145 infected people between March and April, including 46 children younger than 5 and 51 children aged 5 to 17. Children with serious symptoms requiring oxygen support, who would be most likely to have the highest detectable levels of the virus, were excluded. The study, led by the Ann and Robert Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago, found that children younger than 5 may host nearly 100 times the viral load of coronavirus in their upper respiratory tracts as adults. Meanwhile, those ages 5 to 17 had at least the same amount as infected adults. The findings are consistent with an earlier study in Germany that included 47 infected children between the ages of 1 and 11. Tribble says it's important to note that the tests looked for viral RNA, genetic pieces of the coronavirus, rather than the live virus itself. While this method helps provide an estimate of how much virus is present, it's not a completely reliable method. Measurement. Other limitations. The study was small and did not identify race, gender, or whether participants had underlying conditions. Quote, we need to do more research to confirm these findings on a wider scale. But this does raise the possibility that even children who don't have many symptoms may carry and replicate the virus at high levels, Tribble says. Question two. Does this mean kids can more easily spread COVID-19? None of the available data so far is sufficient enough to conclude whether children may drive COVID-19 transmission, according to Tribble. Quote, even if it holds true that children carry as much or more of the virus than adults, that does not automatically mean they are contagious or are likely to spread the disease, Triple says. Quote, we don't fully understand the extent to which kids can fuel transmission, but studies like this indicate that it's certainly possible that they have a role. It reminds us of how much is still unknown about this virus, end quote. Tribble notes that some preliminary research from other countries suggests there's less transmission between kids or kids to adults, especially among younger children. Small studies using contact tracers in Switzerland and Australia, for example, found that children were much less likely to be suspected spreaders of exposures in households or schools that had reopened, and adults were more likely to infect children than the other way around. Quote, kids may have high viral load in their noses, but if that doesn't lead to transmission, it's not particularly concerning, Tribble says. Question three, how does this research affect the conversation around reopening schools during the pandemic? Quote, we are continually seeing that we have much more to learn about this virus and why it's important to keep being cautious and vigilant in preventing the spread, Tribble says. Quote, Schools that open must focus on mitigation measures such as wearing masks and social distancing. End quote. She notes that while children have so far been less affected by the virus, they have also presumably had less exposure because of school closures. A lack of testing early in the pandemic has also made it challenging to determine how many children were actually infected. These factors make it difficult to predict how reopening schools may influence the transmission chain. Quote, we've never had all of our schools and daycares completely open during the pandemic, so we just don't know what that will look like, Triple says. Quote, limited data suggests children are less likely to get COVID-19 and that they aren't super spreaders, but all of our information is based on a time when schools were shut down. Quote, there's a lot of uncertainty about how this might shift when kids have higher community exposure from returning to school, end quote. And school communities will have have a vital role in influencing reopening risks she says the better they manage covid-19 the less risk of transmission intensity in the school environment quote the more spread there is throughout the community the more likely that someone comes to school with the virus whether or not kids are efficient transmitters there is increased risk of exposure triple says quote the community's covid-19 transmission levels are really important if they're too high we won't be able to keep schools open end quote outside measures such as closing bars and wearing masks helps mitigate those risks for schools, she says. Question 4. What are the biggest takeaways for parents surrounding children and COVID? Quote, when you hear this news that young children can carry 100 times the coronavirus levels in their noses as adults, that can sound alarming. But parents should keep in mind that this is just one step in better understanding how the virus behaves in kids, Tribble says. Quote, this information alone doesn't help us make any conclusions about the impact on children or their role in spreading the virus. We need to follow this with more robust studies. End quote. As of July 21, 2020, 6.6% of reported COVID 19 cases and less than 0.1% of COVID 19 related deaths were among children and adolescents less than 18 years old, according to the CDC. A small number of children, up to about 600, have also experienced a potentially fatal but usually treatable COVID 19 related disease called multisystem inflammatory syndrome, or MIS-C. Tribble says each family needs to make decisions about returning to school based on what's right for them. Multiple factors, such as having children or adults at home with underlying conditions, and the transmission rate in individual communities may guide choices. Quote, we know that school has a significant influence on a child's health and well-being with educational, social, behavioral, and emotional benefits. But some families may need to weigh the risks of not providing in-person instruction against the health risks to their family, Tribble says. The CDC has created a decision-making tool to help parents weigh the risks and benefits of sending children back to school. Tribble says parents should review their school's plan for implementing mitigation measures and make sure they are prepared for reducing the spread of coronavirus, maintaining clean and healthy environments, maintaining social distancing, and having a plan for when someone gets sick. Quote, no matter what we do, there will be some level of risk in opening schools, Tribble says. Quote, we shouldn't view a positive COVID case at a school as a failure. We should be prepared for that scenario and be ready to stop the spread as soon as it happens. End quote. For more on this story and others like it, please visit www.uofmhealth.org forward slash healthblocks. You can subscribe to the Michigan Medicine Newsbreak wherever you listen to podcasts.